Hi, Disney fans. This week, we're talking Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion with star Kobe Smulders. The first trailer for Secret Invasion was revealed at D23 Expo 2022, where Don Cheadle joined Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige on stage to present the crazy exciting footage. The new Disney Plus series, set in the present-day Marvel Cinematic Universe, showcases a faction of shape-shifting Skrulls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. I'm Sherry. And I'm Hunter. And this is D23 Inside Disney. Sherry. Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite Marvel movies is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Oh, yes. I'm kind of getting some Winter Soldier vibes from Secret Invasion. How about you? Totally. The whole spy espionage piece of it all. As someone who wishes they were a spy, but know they would be really bad at it, I appreciate <laughs> any plot line that gives me some of that. <laughs> I could live vicariously. <laughs> same, same. I'd be so bad. And to, to see Nick Fury in this lead role of a yeah. whole series, it's not just a movie, it's an entire Disney Plus series. I, I can't wait to see it. That's right. This is the year of Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, if you could have one Marvel type superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I have thought about this before, so I have an answer. (laughs) My answer is I would want to have Ant-Man's powers. (laughs) I would love to get a hold of these pin particles. I would have such a ball making things big and small and apparently sounding like Dr. Seuss. (laughs) I love the rhyming. (laughs) Through it all. Like Paul. Run. Like Paul. (laughs) Run. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. You know, we've got a superpower. It's just rhyming on (laughs) On demand. But yeah, I would love that. I'd love to be Paul Rudd for a day. That would be so fun. Ooh, that's another superpower. That'd be a great one. But yeah, definitely I I pick Ant-Man's powers. I know Pim Test Kitchen at Avengers Campus has already made some of these dreams come true for everybody. But yeah, wow. I don't even know where I would begin, but I would start by making just everything in my home as tiny as possible. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) How about you? What do you pick? My favorite Marvel character has always been Doctor Strange. Ooh. I always thought the power to teleport to locations would be super cool, mainly because, I kid you not, I could teleport to Disneyland, then Disney World, then Tokyo Disney Sea, and hit every Disney theme park in one day. That's how I would use my superpowers. That is an awesome idea. Love that. That's, yeah. (laughs) I could save the multiverse, but, you know, eh, you know, we got attractions to ride that's been taken care of that's exactly right we've got all the marvel characters who can handle that for us <laughs> do you remember the very first time samuel L. jackson's nick fury showed up in the marvel cinematic universe Ooh, let me think i don't think i do when was it it was pretty early on it was the post credit scene in iron man in 2008 Whoa, 2008 all at once feels like a year ago and centuries ago. An eternity, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it does. (laughs) Well, speaking of Nick Fury, okay, what is your favorite, I know there's a lot to choose from, but your favorite Nick Fury moment thus far in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? There are a lot to choose from. I have to go with... I have to go with a moment from, like I said, one of my favorite movies, The Winter Soldier. Do you remember this scene where Nick Fury, he's in his car and these cops pull up next to him and they look at him and he goes, you want to see my lease? And then they start (laughs) boxing him in and then they all take out machine guns and shoot at his car like a thousand times. It's it's Hydra agents disguised as police officers. And then they hook up a battering ram to the car, smash it into his car. 
And like, if that's me, you know, I'm crying, I'm begging, <laughs> I'm playing dead. But Nick Fury is the man with the plan. The window goes down to 1% integrity. He takes out a machine gun and then just fires everywhere and drives away. Wow. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen, I think. That is the coolest. Yeah. Wow. I would be right there with you in the crying and hiding camp, but not (laughs) Nick Fury. And that's why we love him. We should not get into espionage. We should not. (laughs) Sherry, do you have a favorite Nick Fury moment? I do. I do. It's brand new. I don't want to spoil anything, but it just might be streaming now on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) It's a secret. It's a secret. Invasion. Exactly. (laughs) Well, did you know that back in 2002, before there was even a Marvel Cinematic Universe, I can't even picture a time when there was not an MCU, (laughs) Marvel Comics actually incorporated the Samuel L. Jackson's likeness into the reimagined design of the character. The look of Nick Fury was based on Samuel L. Jackson. That's the most perfect casting in the history of time. (laughs) I know. What a coincidence, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, let's get into some more trivia. Let's see how much we know about Nick Fury. Okay. What year did Nick Fury first appear in the Marvel comics? This multiple choice, A, 1952, B, 1960, C, 1963, or D, 1968? Wow. I mean, I wish I had just anything to base my guess off of. So I'm just going to go with my gut. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to go with 1950. Close. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 1963, actually. Wow, 1963. Yeah, you know, 1950 was close. Sure, relatively <laughs> everything, you know, is close. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right, I've got one for you. So it's different in the comics, but do you remember how the Nick Fury we know from the films lost his left eye? This is multiple choice. We've got A, from a grenade, B, Goose the Cat scratched it, C, an unfortunate incident with Tony Stark's glasses, or D, standing too close to a Chitari bomb. Hmm. These are all plausible choices. Mm-hmm. An unfortunate incident with Tony Stark's glasses. That's funny. <laughs> but I remember this moment. This was in Captain Marvel. Goose the Cat scratched it. And I really remember it because he scratches it and Samuel L. Jackson goes, Mother Flurkin, which is, uh, <laughs> can we say that on this show? I don't know. I think we can. If he said it, we can say it. <laughs> oh, Goose the Cat. You are correct. That is the right answer. <laughs> okay. So as we mentioned, we're going to be talking to Kobe Smolders pretty soon. How many of Kobe's appearances as Maria Hill thus far, and not including Secret Invasion, can you mm. name, Sherry? Okay. Okay. Let's say The Avengers. Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Is this cheating? I'm no, go this is it. right. Uh, what else? Ooh, I'm stumped. I'm stumped. What am I missing? Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Have I mentioned I love that movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> A little Spider-Man Far From Home, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's in three episodes of that. And an eighth appearance, the Disney Plus series, What If? Ooh, what if I got all of those correct? I would be just so proud. (laughs) You got four out of eight. That's pretty good, Sherry. Thank you. Yeah, glass half full. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Well, I'm sure Kobe has great stories, not just about Secret Invasion, but about how amazing it is to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was so fun to get the chance to chat with her. Let's welcome Kobe Smulders. 
Hi, Kobe. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hunter. How are you? Good. Glad to see you. Let's jump right into it. Um, what excited you about returning to the MCU? Anytime I get a call, which is usually from Luis Desposito, is thrilling to me because it's only meant good things. I wish he would call and just like chat, but it's usually, <laughs> usually gets down to business. I'm so grateful that I keep getting that call. It's always such a wonderful surprise. But this one is especially exciting to me just because it really is showcasing Nick Fury. And Nick Fury in a way that people haven't seen him before, Nick Fury in a more personal way. I find his character, I feel the character to be so mysterious and elusive and really constantly making the effort to not have the lens put on him. So this is really exciting that he has no choice but to have that attention. And I think that the audience will discover a lot about him that they didn't know before. I, I can't wait. Maria's been the agent Fury trusts more than anyone for over a decade, but is their relationship tested in Secret Invasion? Yeah, I think there's been a bit of a rift. I think they both came back from the blip and I think Maria's choice was to get right back down to business and to catch up on everything that she'd missed and essentially work double time to write all the things that were happening in the world and Fury's response was to go off planet. So I think they kind of took two different directions to deal with sort of the emotions of the blip and I think Neither one of them are actually acknowledging their mental health at all. But when there is a reunion, Maria certainly holds a grudge because of his lack of communication. And I think Maria's like, we were closer than this. And Fury's really not giving her a lot. And certainly at the end of the last episode, their relationship is in a pretty rough spot. Oh, man. So Fury's look in the series is a bit different. He's losing the eye patch sometimes. Does Maria get a different look, too? I was talking about this last night when we were doing our premiere. It's like I started this journey as a 27-year-old in spandex. <laughs> And now I'm 67 and in jeans and a tee. <laughs> but the visual of the Marvel world has changed, I think, overall and become more grounded. The thing that I was always so proud of <laughs> when we started this, you know, speaking to Clark Gregg and other agents, you know, and I'll put Hawkeye in that same category, although he does feel sort of like he's got powers that we don't. But the humans in this story are making the choice to live in this world and protect people. You know, I think the superheroes don't have much of a choice because they have these abilities that, you know, you would hope to be used to protect. But we as humans in this world are mortal and are very vulnerable. And so I've always been interested by that and sort of taken pride in that. And it's exciting that this is a show that really shows, you know, us as humans stepping up and really wanting to protect others. Yeah, that sounds great. So we haven't seen Maria, or at least a version of Maria, since Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. What was it like coming back to this role, especially after some of the fan theories about Maria after that film? I don't know what kind of fan theories are, but, you know, Maria being a scroll in Spider-Man was yeah. a surprise to me, too. I think that was kind of like a, what if we did this? Which I think was a really cool, interesting choice. But this is sort of the first time the audience actually does see her. 
not since I've played, but I think she's in kind of rough shape. And I think that, you know, we talk a lot about stakes coming into each project because it's like, how much higher can you go after the blip? Like, what, 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 what else could happen to you? There is a certain experience that the character of Maria Hill has now where she has kind of maybe been through worst case scenario. So it's really mm-hmm. going, what's the foe? And I think for this one in particular, because we are talking about, you know, a scroll invasion, it's really like, who can you trust? There's a constant check and balance between each person you're meeting and wondering if this person really is the person you're talking to, even if it's somebody that you're very close with. So I think that for her, everything else has been more tangible and more easy to understand. And in this one, first of all, I don't think she understands the scope of the scroll invasion. I don't think she knows or understands how deep it goes. And so I think that hitting her is very hard because I also think that she's someone who prides herself on knowing everything, being in the room where it happens. And I think so she's a little like trying to catch up a lot throughout that first episode. Going with that, are there any similarities between you and your character? Do you relate to her at all? Oh, yes. (laughs) Really? I mean, my husband is the comic book enthusiast in our family. And so I'm constantly going like, but how does that tie into this? And where does this take place? And when we started, I had a really good handle on it and read a lot of the comic books and really felt like I understood it. And now with the multiverse, I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, even today in a press conference, they're like, where in the time? are we and I'm like where in the timeline are we I I uh, what, what what's happening and where did where is she Hulk happening at the same time I don't know like what you know so it's I do very much relate to Maria's <laughs> constant you know and and I I would hope like her I'm figuring it out on my feet and not exposing that you know day to day I gotta tell you I relate to that too yeah well, yeah. that's nice hearing it from you. <laughs> I know. We go so far back. If you're slightly confused, then I feel good. Thank you for that. <laughs> Going back to, like, when you were first cast, there's so much to the MCU. Could you have predicted that so long ago? I remember doing the first Avengers and understanding what a big deal it was and how big that first film was going to be. And then, obviously, they had the Iron Man previous, so I knew we were kind of rolling into something. I don't think I expect it to last as long as I have, and I'm very grateful for it. And I think it's overwhelming because the amount of enthusiasm from the fans is really incredible to behold. And I've, I'm so grateful that I've been in Hall H and I've gone to Comic-Con and really seen it and met with people one-on-one and and also like the kids, you know, like I have kids and like they like Marvel, but they're not like really into Marvel. But every so often I'll like have a kid and they have the characters lined up. It's such a beautiful, magical world to have played a role in. And I'm so grateful for it. But in answer to your question, did I imagine this? Like, did I imagine sitting talking to you about a series about Nick Fury and an alien invasion? No, I did not expect that for myself 12 years later after getting cast as this role, so. 
Well, we're so excited that that's where it ended up. Me I, too. What would, <laughs> What's different about filming a Marvel movie versus a Marvel Disney Plus series? Mm. Anything more challenging, more enjoyable? Mm. Well, I think what they're doing in ours and certainly the other ones that they've done so far is like you get to see these moments that, frankly, we just don't have time to do in a film. You know, you're sitting around, you know, eating popcorn. We're like chatting. We're like able to have, in the series, I think you're able to have more of the backstory, more of the emotion play out between the characters that, you know, when you're shooting a film, there's like a much more strict timeline. There's a lot more, when you're shooting a series, you're able to kind of, certainly on this, because we had such an incredible director, Ali Salim, he directed every single episode. Wow. So, you know, they're editing as we're shooting, and then if there's, you know, you're, it was bits and bobs. It was a lot of block shooting, too. So it was like stuff from episode five was actually being shot at the same time stuff from episode two was. Like, there was this fluid ability to change, to manipulate future scenes or something is happening in episode two that we want to do more of in episode five. You know, there was a constant shifting that was able to happen with the series. With the film, it's a little bit more precious. Your time is precious. Money's a little bit more precious, I think. You know, the big set pieces are built and ready to go. You know, like it's... So I think there's a lot more fluidity within the series to be more creative, to try different things. I'm sure, you know, Ollie would have much more to say about it than I. It was a great challenge for him, and he was the biggest superhero of all. But all in all, I think it's... The character is just so much more defined in the series because you just are allowed more time to sit with them. And how incredible to have the same director for every episode. I feel like that's so Yes, it was a blessing for us. I don't know if it was a blessing for him, but it was a blessing. (laughs) It was a blessing for us. So no doubt this is setting up other storylines for your character. And we don't want spoilers, but in your history of playing this character, what's the biggest MCU secret you've ever had to keep? There's a pretty big secret in here that I've had to keep. Oh. And so that's been interesting. I've learned to dance very well within these chats. And what I like is, as a viewer, I don't like knowing. You know, I find, Mm -hmm. like, as excited as we all are about spoilers, you know, and being the first to know something, isn't it so much better when you just watch it and you get to see it unfold? Yes. Isn't it, Hunter? Absolutely, Kobe. Ah, This has been so great talking to you. Finally, there are a lot to choose from, but what's your single greatest memory from being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think probably in the first two films, being in a room with like every character actor dressed in their like regalia, you know, like <laughs> Iron Man suit. And then, well, I don't know if he was in his suit. Maybe he wasn't. It was probably Dots. But like Thor and like Captain America. And, you know, I didn't have much to say, nor should Marie Hill pipe in for like a conversation. But the fact that I was able to just kind of be there watching these somewhat historic moments being recorded was pretty exciting. I can't even imagine what what that was like. I had the best seat in the house for these. (laughs) Front row, baby. Well, we love seeing you play Maria. We cannot wait to see Secret Invasion. Kobe, thank you so much for taking the time to be on D23 Inside Disney. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to meet you. 
Wow. That was so much fun to talk to Kobe Smulders. I was excited for Secret Invasion before the interview. And now after I'm ecstatic, is that more than excited? I think so. I think so too. And I think because you got to talk to her, you are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe by proxy. Really? <laughs> Tell Kevin yes. Feige. I want to be okay, in the next movie. <laughs> Perfect. He's a friend of the pod. I'll just get him on the horn. <laughs> I'll fly to different Disney parks around the world. That's my power. There you go. It's perfect. I would be first in line to watch that film or series. <laughs> well, it is time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend presented by State Farm. For complete details, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Up first, we've got... Of course, Secret Invasion. We've been talking about it all show. It is now <laughs> streaming on Disney Plus, the newest Marvel Studios original live action series. Check it out. Ugh. Okay, next up, Extraordinary Birder with Christian Cooper, which is now in its second season, now streaming on Disney Plus. Lifelong birder Christian Cooper takes us into the wild, wonderful, and unpredictable world of birds. Whether navigating mm -hmm. volcanic terrain in Hawaii for elusive honey creepers. Sherry, do you... Do you know what a honey creeper is? I don't. This is the first time I've heard that word in my life, but I love the sound of it. <laughs> Tune into the show just to find out. I'll tell you right now. It's a bird native to Hawaii, a member of the Finch family. If you love birds, which I personally do, this is the show for you. <laughs> I do love birds. Well, That's check great. it out. Amazing. Well, not birds, but the bear. FX, the bear, season two. It premieres on Hulu today. This is for mature audiences only. So in this season, we've got Carmen, Sydney, and Richie working together to transform their grimy sandwich joint into a next level spot. Sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Yum, yum, yum. Sounds like the world's <laughs> best. World's best? World's <laughs> best is a new original movie that premieres on Disney Plus Friday, June 23rd. This all new hip hop musical comedy adventure follows 12-year-old mathematics genius Prem Patel, while navigating the tumultuous hardships of adolescence, Prem discovers his recently deceased father was a famous rapper and immediately sets out to pursue a career for himself as a rap superstar. As Ooh. his father always used to say, the world's best never rest. And Sherry, I can't wait to watch this because I was almost a rap superstar. Wait, really? No, but I do love music and I love a <laughs> Disney coming of age film. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, have off the weekend with Hamster and Gretel. We've got a new episode on Disney Channel this Saturday at 9 a.m. And the two stories include Let's See What You've Got, spelled S-E-A, because we are seeing Gretel's powers at the beach and Churro's Day Out, all about Churro the dog's big day while the family gets a portrait done. I love a good pun. I mean, you and me both. I love a good pun, love a good rhyme, and love a good MCU podcast. Yeah. This episode is very poetic, I'd say. And I was going to rhyme, but I don't know if a word rhymes with poetic, so I'm just going to close this thing out. I'm sympathetic for that. Oh, oh my gosh. There it that. is. <laughs> there it is. Thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. If you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with another fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.